Welcome to Amplify. We're the show that will help you take your message, whatever it may be, and get it out through social media, networking, and other marketing channels. Maybe even some that you've never thought of. Whether you're an organization, small or large business, or you just have the next positive message that's sure to go viral, you'll want to stay tuned this hour. Now, here's your host, Ken Rashawn. Welcome, welcome, Ken Roshan and Amplify with Voice America. Excited to be here in D.C., back home. I uh, had an invite to go to Cancun, and I said, wow, there's just too many popcorn sales to do for my son, who's in the Boy Scout. And Jeff, my son checks every day to see if you bought some popcorn. I just want to say that. Every wow. day he checks to see if you bought some popcorn. Well, nobody told me. <laughs> well, well, we are asking for anybody that knows Kenny or myself to even donate 5 or $10 to the Boy Scouts of America because the Boy Scouts of America are our future leaders. They actually become first responders and they actually become our military. So how about a day and age when you have an academy where 35% of the people that are representing that academy are Boy Scouts? That says something about what they're doing for future leaders. Wow. Were either of you Boy Scouts? Yes. I was a Cub Scout for like 20 minutes. Me, I, I was going to say the same thing, uh, Jeff. I was the I was the shortest lived Boy Scout ever. <laughs> I think I got a uniform and gone. <laughs> that's, that's amazing. So, but here's the deal, though: all three of us were Boy Scouts, even though it was a, a very finite amount. So, you got 20 minutes, Jeff. Paz, you got 20 minutes, 40, and I, I had maybe two years. So, we got <laughs> two years and 40 minutes. My son is on year six. Wow. And, he, uh, he'll tell you that uh, Martin Luther King Jr. was a Boy Scout. He'll tell you that uh, Steven Spielberg was a Boy Scout. Neil Armstrong, 11 of the 13 astronauts are Boy Scouts. Wow. It, it's just, it's incredible how, oh, uh, Sam, Sam uh, Walmart, the guy who started Walmart was a Boy Scout. So many, so many amazing people were Boy Scouts. The point is, they teach character and they teach people to actually step into their power of being a leader. And... Franklin D. Roosevelt really built the uh, rebuilt the country uh, by reaching out to the Boy Scouts and having them aid in the Depression rebuild. So there's a lot of good things to be said about him. And I'm going camping with my son. Um, Got to do a lovely two-hour drive. And fortunately, uh, the accident that my son and I had, our first accident ever, uh, someone back-ended us, and we are A-OK. But I did not put it on Facebook. You know why, Jeff? Woo! Why? You know, when someone gets an accident or they, and they put it on Facebook, it's it's like they're, to me, they're diverting the energy of saying something instead of actually praying for something. So I just want to say, I am so thankful. I, I did a little cry last night that I'm so glad my son could walk away. And he said, that was nothing, daddy. And it was a pretty hard hit. We were at a stoplight and ba-boom, we got hit really hard. But uh, we are good. We're on the show. I got my neck. I got my, my mm -hmm. thumb everything. So <clears throat> this show is a thank you to two organizations that connected us. One is Becoming the Best You, Brenda Ringwood and Terrence Leffridge. And I got to meet Jeff. And Jeff, you have been so amazing on stage and also just your humor. And you have you have a podcast as well, don't you? Yes, sir. Sorry. I'm I'm trying to invite some people right now. I don't you never have to apologize for inviting people. All you need to say is, yes, those are the people, and I'm inviting people. Yeah. All right. Well, I, I'm i inviting some people. So Jeff, Jeff is pretty strict. 
Paz, I got to tell you, Jeff is pretty strict. He said, um, unless your show is airing to at least 2 million people, I don't know if I have the time to be on. No, your- I didn't. <laughs> he asked me 30 questions about, I need to know the demographics. I need to know, make sure the show is the real deal. Uh, Voice America, what the heck is Voice America? Okay, what did you say, Jeff? All right, hold on. I'll read it exactly to you because now you have me curious too. He said, what's your reach? What do do I wear clothes in the show? I mean, he was asking everything, Paz. No. All right. Um, The first question I ask is, what is the topic? Second question I ask is, how long is the show? And are there any other guests? Is this video, audio, or both? I am in. Are you going to send me an invite? How many views do you typically get? And uh, you told me five. No, I did not. I said at least five. I I hope I said at least five. Uh, No, you you said usually four. Four. Yeah, four, but I I figured with him, Paz, it'd be at least five views. (laughs) You can't get this man to be serious. For the life of me, I can't. Well, no, I was serious when I told you I love you. And I was serious when I told you I wanted you on my show. And I was serious when I said you belong on the show because you bring hope to the world. So thank you. Well, that, thank you. I appreciate that very, very much. Yeah, I, I am a, a guy that enjoys laughing. I mean, I'm Dr. Smiley, but I don't laugh at hope and I don't laugh at people that are making a difference in the world. That, that is a very serious topic for me. And I don't actually laugh about business or deliverables or promises. Those are things I don't laugh about. How about that, Paz? Well, is that pretty good? Laughter, laughter is the highest vibration. Laughter is even a higher vibration than love. It so is. Laughter it, is important. <clears throat> so as many times as you can laugh in a day, right, you can inspire yourself to inspire others. <clears throat> so yeah, keep laughing. Keep you laughing. know why? Do you know why laughter? By the way, I'll ask Jeff first, but uh Paz, I'll ask you second. Why is laughter a higher frequency than love, Jeff? Because mm, you <laughs> that that's a lot louder than love. That's a good answer. Okay, Paz. I always thought the laughter was a louder frequency than love because of the action that is taken within laughter. Right? <laughs> it is. It is this. It's the combination of. Right, sound, emotion, and everything else. Love is a more lasting vibration. Yes, but laughter is a higher, quicker vibration. May May I um, translate it into Barry Shore talk? Who was my mentor? He did not say these words, but he he caused me to say the words. How about that? He inspired me to say the words. You know Barry Shore, right, Paz? Of course, of course, my partner. <laughs> of course, and he's and he's my adopted father. So I mean, we're practically stepbrothers. Yes. Yeah. All right, so here's my answer based on the downloads Barry has given me. Laughter is not laughter, it is joy. And joy is the highest frequency of love. That sounds like my Barry. Yeah, that's what he would say. And by the way, I've never asked this question, but I've been with him for seven years, and that's pretty close to what I think you'd say. So um, joy, as you said, is is got flow to it so it's not always going to be high but love has a more consistent long term because 
it's got an unconditional component to it. Yeah. So for instance, if my brother Jeff or my brother Paz needed me, it wouldn't be joy. It would be love that carried us through that. Yes. Because yeah. need need is need is a an aspect of actually testing the relationship. Are we getting philosophical here or what? Oh yes. Yeah, yes, too philosophical is. for me. So I've never, I've never said I've never said this, Jeff. I've never said this to anybody, and I'm going to say this to Paz right now. And this is this is like wow. I cannot believe I'm saying this. Paz, did you swallow Barry White? <laughs> <laughs> oh man, what's so funny, right? Is that as deep as my voice is, I, I've been blessed to have um, a deep voice that my grandfather passed on. It's still not even the deepest in my family, not even close. Wow. Really? Yeah, my nephew, Caden, uh, his voice booms. And I'm like, man, you know, if you could have dropped me an octave or two more, you know, maybe I could have made boys to men. You know? <laughs> as, as go ahead and give me uh, one stanza of your favorite Barry White song, please. Oh, um, my favorite Barry White song. Okay. September, September, when I first met you, remember, remember. But you know, yes, I love Barry White. Can't get enough of your love, babe. Can you do that one real quick? Yes. Can't get enough of your love, babe. That's beautiful. Yeah, yeah, I love Barry White. Barry White was probably one of the. And Jeff, you're not allowed to sing. You're not allowed to sing because you haven't actually taken any lessons from Mr. Smalls, and that's uh, <laughs> <a> Biggie. <laughs> so, um, Mr. Smalls, as he likes to be called, but uh, no, Jeff no, no. <laughs> Jeff, you called me Smalls the first time. Why'd you call me Smalls? I don't know. It just came out. It did come out, and man, it was beautiful. It was like you were calling your brother Pac. You were saying, "Hey, Tupac, you're my small." <laughs> no, you were at the buffet there at BTBY. Oh, that was the, that was like the twentieth time you called me Smalls. But go ahead. No, it wasn't. It, you were getting um, rabbit food while you were there at the buffet, and I was like, "Oh, you're gonna get fat, Smalls." <laughs> hey, but how many times did you call me Smalls before that? I mean, it may, it may no, not have been funny. It might have been none. eight. That was the first. Oh, are you serious? Do yeah. you do you and have memory? It went off the chain. Oh, <laughs> well, okay. So Jeff has his interpretation. My interpretation is that he came over to my table and he says, "Hey, Smalls, that ain't fair." Or somebody, he you gave me some some lip about I wasn't doing things right at becoming the best you, and he said, "Come on, Smalls." And so, oh, really? You don't, you have amnesia? Yeah. All right. That's fair enough. I'll give you that. I'll give you that pass. Okay. So Jeff, we have someone to thank that you're on the show. We have two people, actually probably even four. So we have uh, Prince Michael and his new name is? Prentice Ahmad. He's the first because he's the one who connected with Dr. Moraz. And he said, Dr. Mraz, you have to meet Brenda Ringwood. And then Janelle Harris introduced us to Terrence Leftridge. But all that said is I had to be there, and so did Michelle. And so we went and we met you, and you were a force. You were a positive force. So I just want to say 
God bless you. But what do you want to say about Brenda and, and Terrence about how they, uh, what they do to make your life better? So I, I love Brenda and Terrence. Now I I've known Brenda and Terrence. I've known Terrence a little while longer than Brenda. It was probably 2015 when I met Terrence and 2016 when I met Brenda. But that they've both just been like family for me and they're they're always there when I need them and then they put together this becoming the best you event man you wouldn't believe this event three days of action packed adventure and 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 star stopping influencers from around the world flying in to be at their event because of how much a difference they make. Yeah, true. It is amazing. Oh, and the food isn't bad either. Not at all. And if you were like rabbit food, they got they got a little bit of that for you too. Yeah. Oh how how can we met Terrence first? How can we met Terrence first? Uh, well, I met Terrence through the Black Belt Speaker Live event, which is Ruben West. Dr. Ruben West event yep. and then Brenda came to one of those. That's where I met her as well. But it wasn't till like a year after I met Terrence. All right. We're going to hop skip over to Paz because he's mean, he's taking it all in. So Paz, by the way, becoming the best you, you need to be at that event. It's like CEO space, but supercharged with soul and supercharged with community love for really honestly bringing the best out of you. And CEO space, so I'd say the distinction is CEO space is fantastic, but it's more geared towards capital raise, education, and attracting dreams to become reality. And I think it, I think it's more of a linear aspect where I think becoming the best you is more of a, a catapult aspect of soul. It's a lot more soul in it. Would you agree, Jeff? Yeah. Well, uh, I don't know about that, but... <laughs> Well, you said I'm, I'm disagreeing like, oh. with you. Well, don't agree with me. Tell me in your own words. What, what do you think uh, becoming the best you would be described as if you were to just take two sentences, three sentences tops? Man, you had to put me on the spot, didn't you? Well, tell you what, I'll, I'll do it first. My interpretation, you tell me where I'm not as correct as you'd like to hear it and then correct me. How about that? Is that good? Yeah, that's that sounds fine. <laughs> becoming the best you is a community of people that have had some massive challenges to include making mistakes that got them in trouble. And they are being given a chance to show who they really are because they really do have the best inside them. And this community brings it out of them because they actually have people that are mentors that are superstars. All right. Well, I, I, I see your point and I, I love your point. I think it is fantastic. And I, I just have to clarify that not all of us have gotten in trouble at one time or another. Fair enough. So let me let me reiterate that. I'll reiterate that one line. Some of the folks in the in the community have gotten in trouble and are some of the superstars of becoming the best you because they've had the biggest growth gap of where they were to where they're going. And it's attracted other people that just want to get to a higher place and they're going for the ride. Well, sort of. Okay, give me, give me, it's yours. Bring it. All right. So 
I, I can I go ahead and tell my story a little no, bit at least. You're gonna, you're gonna tell your story, but first, just correct it just a smidge, and let's go to your story. All right. So, uh, some people in that community aren't looking to just raise their vibrations, as we were talking about before the show, or reach a better place, or haven't gotten in trouble but they've almost lost their life and they're coming back to help other people reach the pinnacle of their life because they understand that something that you can be more powerful than you can imagine. Love that. I love that. And so I want to just say that is actually perfect. Uh, Paz, um, State. I love it. I love it. Yeah, it that sounds means- like um, the one of the quotes from my book, right? You cannot spell testimony without going through test. So Amen. it seems like these people have all accepted their test and are sharing their testimony to uplift others. So this sounds like in a wonderful space. Thank you. So, for sharing. Uh, Jeff, thank you for that, because that is actually the perfect definition. If you were to say becoming the best you is a community of people that have had the ultimate test of actually going through challenges that are life-threatening and life-debilitating and even life reputation challenges to actually become the best you that they want to be as an identity. Is that closer? Yeah, but I I would say life-altering. Okay, life-altering. Okay, so here we go. Paz, you're about to hear for roughly seven or eight minutes, and I'm going to interject, and you can interject whenever you like, questions, and we'll be polite, Jeff. But um, Jeff, I'd like you to share uh, three things. Where you were born, what your childhood was like, and a defining moment that caused you to be who you are today. All right, so I'm Jeff Markinette Jr. Smalls. I'm from Piqua, Ohio. It, it is a small town in north of Dayton, Ohio. And so my childhood was fantastic. My parents were married. We had a very nice house. We lived in a great neighborhood. We had a lot of kids around and I had all the time in the world to play all kinds of sports that I wanted to do anything that I wanted to do, I did. What was your favorite sport? So my favorite sport was soccer. I played three leagues a year. That's and, awesome. And then what well, position? Um, I I was either a defensive midfielder, an attacking midfielder, <laughs> or a striker. That's oh. a lot of positions. That's actually the whole gamut. And then uh, I played uh, goalkeeper too. So oh, he just got every position. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I didn't. Uh, not not um, the defenders or wingers. Okay. You left two positions alive that someone. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Continue, Jeff. So, uh, defining moment? Defining moment was. When I was 17, I was involved in a near-fatal car accident with a semi-truck. Uh, Paz, are we getting a wow on that one? 
Yeah, I'm I'm waiting for, you know, the the testimony after. So I heard the test. Okay, so I heard the test and Paz has just chatted and texted me this question. Did you live through that accident? Oh no. <laughs> I I didn't. Your your thing goes right now. <laughs> Paz, is he awesome? Yes, I love him. I mean, just the angel, the angel of Jeff, just having him here. And you know what? I want to have, I want to say the Michael movie with John Travolta. I think he could play you. I think he could play you as Angel Jeff. I don't know about that. <laughs> He's a little big bone for me. <laughs> all right. Well, we won't, we won't, we won't call him to ask him if he wants the part. All right. All right. Cool. Who Who would play you? Hmm. I don't know. I have no idea. I'm thinking Terrence. Terrence Luffridge would probably play you good. He's a little short for me. <laughs> you have the complaints here, Pat? I mean, he knows like Little Red Riding Hood. He wants it to be just right, you know. He's very particular, but he wants it. So um, behind you, you have um, one of your karaoke shots. What song were you singing right there? I wasn't. I was actually speaking or acting like I was speaking into that fancy microphone. Nice. You have a podcast, right? Yes. It's called Make Every Second Count Live. It airs every Tuesday on oh, every Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern time on Facebook, on YouTube and on LinkedIn. Now, do you have over five viewers? Uh, sometimes. Sometimes, okay. Well, we're going to get you some more, all right? So I want to ask you uh, that defining moment. You got you got hit with a, a semi. That's a very big vehicle. Yes. Um, yeah. what, what what happened and what, what, how did that change your life? I know it was huge, but tell me specifically. All right. So I was sitting in a red light waiting for it to turn green when it did and i pulled forward a semi truck coming towards me decided he wasn't going to stop he ran his red light never hitting his brakes so the police couldn't tell how fast he was actually going and well if he hit his brakes he they still couldn't tell how fast he was going oh they could if oh. he left skid marks Hmm. Yeah, it's science, sir. Well, the point I'm saying is if it was too short of a duration, it would be, I mean, if he hit you shortly after he put the brakes on, it still doesn't tell how long. No, he never hit his brakes. <laughs> wow. I guess my argument, Mr. Science Smalls, is that if you are running a light and you're on the other side of the light and it's only about 30 feet and they hit the brakes, it still doesn't say how fast they're going. That's my point. Eh, you're, you're probably correct, but he never hit his brakes. Okay. And from that accident, I was, well, first of all, they had to use the Jaws of Life to get me out. And the Care Flight helicopter wasn't flying that morning. How old were you? Um, I was 17 at the time. And this was a, a very, this was a life-threatening experience. Yeah. Um. It was life-threatening because uh, what I suffered from the initial hit. So I had a broken neck, fractured jaw, 
two broken ribs, a punctured lung, and a ruptured spleen. Now, my worst injury is one that nobody can see. It's a traumatic brain injury. That, that is what makes me talk a little funny, and that is what makes me walk a little funny. And the fact is, I'm still doing it. And because of the TBI, I actually spent two and a half months in a coma. Now, I'll say that again. Two and a half months. On my, oh, Jeff, Jeff, I, and by the way, I'll, I'll say smalls. On my show, when you say two and a half months twice, it actually adds up. So it's now five months you spend a coma. You do, this is not an amateur show. We actually add everything that's said. No. Oh, I don't like math. Like well, Jimmy Buffett says, math sucks. <laughs> God bless you for that. All right. So we have about a minute. I want you to show your book off. If you have it handy. Yeah, actually, I do. By the way, uh, Jeff gave me a copy of it. He, and he can't find it. No, it's not I can't find it. I didn't find it. That's all. <laughs> hey, hey, Jeff. I want to say something to you. I want, I want, I want not tears, but I want, I want empathy. I was in a car accident with my son yesterday. I know. I heard. And it was, it was six o'clock at night and my son wanted to watch the blue beetle, which is a new movie. And Oh shoot. Paz is mad at you for saying, implying that I did not care about finding your book. <laughs> you, get, you get how bad that is. No one's ever left the show because of someone being that rude. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay, you're not. You're uh, you're excused. Oh, Paz is back because he heard you say you're sorry. Hey, so, Paz. Yeah, Jeff. Jeff Dash Smalls said he's sorry because he accused me of not finding his book because I didn't care. Now I care, but I I have to tell you, I actually cried last night. I cried because the chance of um, us having an accident was obviously very small, but the, the chance of having an accident with my son just jumping out of the car and saying it was nothing. I mean, if you see the 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 photos, which I'm happy to post later, but I don't post it for the Facebook audience. I post, post it because I'm thankful. Mm -hmm. and, and so I cried uh, before we watched the Blue Beetle because <clears throat> it was really a lot for me to know that he was on the, in the car with me and, and that it could have been way worse. I mean, my son could have been, had a bloody face. He could have his teeth knocked out of him. I mean, it was a very hard hit. The lady was a nice lady. She just happened to be tired. And she hit us super, super hard. And you know what I did, Jeff? I saw my rear view mirror. I don't know if you've ever seen this before. When someone's coming at you, I've seen this twice. This is the second time. Someone's coming at you and they've lost control of their car. One was with an ice storm. This one was because someone was sleeping. I saw her coming at me full speed. And I'm talking like probably 40 miles an hour. <clears throat> I released my brake and actually moved forward so that the, the hit would not be as hard. Now, my son actually knows this because he saw me do it. I said, Kenny, we're about to be hit. And I moved my, uh, I didn't hit accelerator, but I took my brake off so we could take a gentler hit. Yeah. And so it was funny, but he actually said that at the accident scene to the police officer. He says, my daddy saw we we're going to get hit and he took his, he took the brake off so we could take the hit easier. That, that's very smart. Well, it was, it was, it was intuitive. I don't, I didn't know if smarts was anything to do with it, quite frankly, Jeff. It was just that I'm telling you, we're going to break and I know how bad it is to get hit and how it is to recover for something on a lower level than what you did. So we're gonna go to break. We'll be back in a couple minutes. Paz, you're gonna take the, the seat. 
but you're going to ask a couple questions to Jeff. I didn't get to ask. Okay. Okay. All right. We'll be back in two minutes. Voice America at Facebook.com forward slash Voice America for juicy updates from your favorite radio shows and podcasts. The Umbrella Syndicate amplifies good causes, good people, and good messages. They offer a suite of services that help people and businesses gain better exposure. Through working with the Umbrella Syndicate, you gain the ability to reach an audience of 50,000 unique people a week. They have recently reached over 20,000 followers on Facebook. You can view their photography and how they use it as a strong promotional tool on their Facebook fan page, facebook.com slash The Umbrella Syndicate. Show them your support by liking their page. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. Voice America programs are now available on your favorite connected device, including Amazon, Alexa, and Google Home. Through streams with Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio, listening to your favorite show is as easy as saying the show name followed by the word podcast. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast. If that doesn't work, try adding on TuneIn or on iHeartRadio or on Apple Podcasts. The Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business talk. This is Amplify. To reach the show today, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. We also would love to hear from you via email to info at theumbrellasyndicate.com. Now, back to Amplify. Hey, this is Ken Rashawn on Amplified and Jeff Spinard up in the air. Looking down upon us, the angel that he is, bring us a platform. I just want to say thank you. And I uh, I went to take a little break and I overheard uh, Jeff say that he's just happy to get up in the morning and know that he's alive. So Every day. <clears throat> yeah, that's beautiful, Jeff. And this is a very magical show for me because you are two very dear people to me. And I called you because of World Smile Day. And we're creating a we're creating a, a, an event out of it, a show. It's going to be weekly and it's organic. In other words, the four people the, the four people that were there were Barry Shore, Scott Carson, and uh gosh, what is it? Barry White. No, I don't want to say her wrong, name wrong. So it's Carlin Shaw, and she has a, a shirt call, uh, that says, whoever smiles first wins. Whoever yeah. first wins. And she purposely does not smile when she wears it, so people will smile first, and she goes, you won. So, Paz, you are part of your number five, your five, my, my, five, my fifth, all right? You're my first. And um, Jeff, I, I think you are happiness, and I think you're joy when you make a comment like that. So I'll just say that I don't know if I can bring two people in the next one, but I believe I can bring one. It'll be Paz. 
Paz can bring you the next time or I can bring you the next time, but you are, you are joy. You are, you are the smile movement. Thank and, you. And I, uh, I'm just so blown away by the show already uh, because when I was sitting there and just saying, wow, I have my son, I have my health. I walked away from an accident and it could have, and by the way, the woman who hit us, uh, she's a, a lovely lady from Kenya and she never yelled she never broke down she never made excuses she was just a lovely lovely woman when she hit you you should have said asante sana yes i probably should have asante. yeah, yeah that, that means thank you very much mm-hmm. well yeah and you know i did thank her in english and she knew english and she didn't actually uh actually wait did i mess up she's from cameron and i asked if she was from oh. I, I'm misplacing another lady. <laughs> that's how much my brain damage is <laughs> yesterday. But anyway, she's from Cameroon. And I asked her if she spoke French, and she did not. So she did not speak French fluently, which I found interesting. But she was a lovely, lovely woman. And my point is, is that she never lost her temper. She never became an, a person that she couldn't be proud of. And, you know, when you have an accent, you have to count your blessings. If you're in blessing mode, you're not in anger mode. You're not in guilt mode. You're not in blame mode. And so I just want to say it was probably one of the most interesting blessings I've had. And that's why I did cry later because I had my son, didn't have drama. It was a simple little police report, blah, blah, blah. So you had an accent and the day before your accident, you were a different person. So Jeff, I'd like to sh- you to share this. And then we're going to have Paz kick in uh, with a question and also something to to ask you all right so the day before my accident i was riding my bike i used to ride bmx 365 days a year it didn't matter if it was rain snow or shine uh i was out riding my bike and i rode bmx so i wasn't just riding my bike i was doing all the tricks and things and I, it, it was weird because when my accident happened, it was just, everything was gone for two and a half months. And when I came out of my coma, I couldn't talk. I couldn't move. All I could do was lay there. And I couldn't ask questions. But luckily, I had enough people around me to encourage me and educate me on what happened so I wouldn't cause more problems. And then I fought back for 22 years now. I'm still in therapy today. And I am not giving up anytime soon. So before the accident, you were actually uh, a pretty talented athlete. Yeah. I, anyone that can do BMX in six positions in soccer is someone that's very, very mobile and, and also very skilled. Well, I didn't play soccer when I was 17. I played up until high school. Okay, gotcha. So Paz, I'm going to turn the mic over to you. Uh, do you have a question or a comment for Jeff or both? I have a question. So my question for you, Jeff, is how do you, what is the blessing that you have found since the accident, right? There's a, there's a test and everything. 
So in your testimony, what is the blessing that you have found? Well, first of all, I have to say that I absolutely dig that question. That question is one of my philosophies that there is a lesson. There is something that is to be taught out of everything, every situation that you go through. So what I have learned are that that I can be happy no matter what. That outside circumstances don't matter to me because I have this thing in here called joy. And joy lives in your heart. And it, it's just amazing because things go on outside. Yeah, I understand. And sometimes they're not easy. But they can't break me unless I allow them to break me. Amen. Now, I know I need to feel certain things. And I, I do feel those certain things. But I can always come back. So that that's what I, I want to tell people. And so Jeff, he has. Jeff? Yes. How do people follow you? So people can actually follow me pretty easy. So, if you go to my website at www.jeffmarconettejr.com, that is J-E-F-F-M-A-R-C-O-N-E-T-T-E-J-R.com, all my social medias are listed across the top of that page. And that is my website. So, so, so how did you come up with Smalls? I don't know. I like the Goonies. Goonies, okay. Yeah. Yeah, because you are my Smalls, man. I'm Pac. And there's a biggie down here. So we're going to go. So Smalls, you can ask uh, Pac a question. And if you don't, I'll ask him. But do you have a question for Pac? I mean, I'm sorry, for Biggie? <laughs> so... How how have you uh, developed your purpose in life? How have you discovered that purpose? Oh, that is a wonderful question. So I did discover my purpose. My purpose discovered me, right? In a time of, you know, when they say um, a rose grows out of the concrete, when things were the worst for me i realized for how are they the worst how are they the worst um i had lost everything right um that means house you know house burned down in a fire you know um where do you live I, I i split my time between new york and pennsylvania i'm more in pennsylvania now because of the work that we're doing to affect gang life you know, so I appreciate what God has allowed me to do there. Um, but yeah, at that time I was in New York. So uh, house burned down by the fire. Everything looked like it was going wrong. My my wife at the time had asked me, what am I thinking? You know, I bought a one-way ticket to uh, a conf uh, actually a conference at the time called Secret Knock. Ah. I had a one-way ticket to California. I had 25 cents in my pocket. And nowhere to sleep, nowhere to go, no way home. Did you meet you know? Paul? Did you meet Paul at that at event? 
No, um, who changed my life at that event was our brother, David Corbin. Okay. So David Corbin was who changed our li- my life at that event. Um, and like everything was just going wrong. And I didn't realize that I was doing my daily videos that anybody was even watching these things. You know, I'm thinking I'm just doing them to go through the motions. Dr. Smiley was. was. You know, it was the inspiration that God was putting on my heart to make uh, to make the difference. So, you know, as I was going through my own uh, journey, my own struggle, my own trials and tribulations, the best way for me to help myself was to be honest right and help the world someone else needed to know that they were that their brokenness was okay right someone else needed to know that their failure wasn't the end someone else needed to know you know that you know they can lose everything and still make something better right all of the things that i was going through like somebody needed to know that you can have a you know at that time my you know my wife you know, couldn't stand me, <laughs> right? You can you can sleep in the room with someone who can't stand you and still find yourself. Right? And, and by the way, let me ask you if I can, if I may. May I ask you to be more vulnerable? Yes, of course. Why couldn't she stand you? <laughs> um, to be honest, we were unevenly yoked at the time, right? My faith and her faith wasn't the same. So, you know, I don't, people may not get too religious, so I'm not going to get too religious. So I'm going to go spirituality, right? God gave me favor before he gave me money. So if you don't see, if you don't understand favor, you know, you may miss a lot of things. When I say God gave me favor before he gave me money, right? I, I jumped on this plane with 25 cents in my pocket, you know, my I got home. Someone paid my way home. Right? Who did it? Slept, you know, uh, my sister Kim, and I and I love her for it. So know? do you know why? Do you know why I asked that question, Pastor? Yes, because she sparked a seed. Like you should always pay homage to the seed yes. that was planted. So yes, my sister. And Kim, also is because I don't want you to say someone. I want you to yeah. say. I want you to yeah. say the person. Yeah. So Kim was so in, instrumental, right? Because she met me. 48 hours before she flew me home. Mm. Right? She met me at Secret Knock. Are you, you know, serious? You know, yeah, she met me at Secret Knock. What winded up happening was at the end of Secret Knock, there was an extra day uh, to the conference that if you didn't have, if you could stay in California, if your ticket wasn't bought, you can actually go to Greg Reed's house and 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 spend some time at the extra day and get to know the speakers even better because now you're you're no longer at the uh hotel we're in you're now at greg's house so Mm -hmm. you know everyone's you know rustling and bustling on how to get home i still don't have a way home you know i don't know what i'm doing i'm i've been you know enjoying the connections i made at the conference and kim goes so what are you gonna do i go well i'm not sure yet She's like, well, you know, I live out in San Diego. You can stay at my house for the night. You can go to the extra conference. I have 25 cents in my pocket. So the extra, the staying in her house is amazing. It's like, yeah, I'll, I'll buy you dinner. 
I still have 25 cents in my pocket. Yes, you can buy me dinner, you know. And so we're back at her, we're back in her house. She has this beautiful home in San Diego, you know. We're sitting in the hot tub in her hot tub, and she goes, So what are you gonna do next? And I go, I need to make some phone calls. She goes, What? I think I need to call. I only bought a one-way ticket here. So I need to find how I'm getting home. It's like, what? Mm -hmm. It's like, yes. So she, you know, bought my ticket. She said, if you will come back to San Diego and show me the same kind of love that you showed me here, I'll make sure you get home. You know? So let me ask you a question. Let me ask you a question. This is important. Yes, sir. I mean, I don't know if this is the pinnacle question, but this is my biggest question. When you devote yourself to love and happiness, and you get lost in that to the point that you actually jeopardize the fact that you can actually provide for yourself and for the people you love. But you can't. So I'm going to, I'm going to, so I'm going to help you. Right. Good. So you can never get lost in love and happiness to the point you can't provide for your family. First of all, love always provides. I love know that. All, I want, love I want to hear. always yeah. provides, right? So I'm my not. at that time, my ex-wife didn't see it, but that didn't mean it wasn't happening. So I said I got favor first, right? I got on that phone, I got on that plane, and I came back with the most powerful cell phone in America, right? But you don't see that, right? Because right, at that conference, you know, my big brother, David Corbin, who's the CEO, uh, the mentor of mentors, mentored more CEOs in the world than anyone else, put his arm around me and called me brother, right? I got his cell phone number. I walked out of there with Scott Duffy's cell phone number, Les Brown's, uh, Frank Shankowitz, God rest his soul, who taught me how to run a nonprofit, which I still do to this day. You know, all of these wonderful people became my family, right? That didn't that didn't come with the dollar amount, right? It didn't come with any amount of money. And the amount of people that I met because of that favor just kept happening. You know, I, I still remember when I got there, my house had just burned down. My friends were laughing. Like, why'd you even come? You know, I'm like, because I'm going to leave here as family. And my, my buddy Lorenzo, who I was just with last night, you know, he was like, what are you going to do in 12 hours? that we couldn't do in the last 48. I said, I don't know. But mm-hmm. when I leave here, I am going to be family. I will never cut them a check again. I will earn with them. I will be a part of this family. And my friends, when I first walked up to Greg Reed, you know, he was super busy. His, his conference, I'd walk up to Greg. I'd go, hey, Greg, I made it. He goes, yeah, and walks away. I know he didn't mean to blow me off. He had so much going on. And my friend looked at me and he laughed. He goes, I told you. I'm like, yeah. That was great to get in. You know, and but David, David made a bet that he lost. And that bet changed my life. Right. Bet David bet me <laughs> that his what friend he bet? was he bet me that his friend was LL Kuj's business manager. You know, <laughs> um, David at the time didn't realize that I spent 25 years in the music industry, you know, and, you know, I knew there was no way. Did you go to hip hop? Hey, Paz, did you go to the hip hop event? 
in New I, York? I, not only did I, I threw a hip hop event. I just came last night. We were at, we were at our locals fifty and uh, fiftieth anniversary. So I've been all over this hip hop stuff. So yeah, I, I grew up in hip hop. You know, did um, you know? I grew up, uh, well, I met oh many times along the way. Um, actually, my my initial producer, Daryl Digger Branch, um, who produced Cameron, Mace, all of these people, you know, from my neighborhood, was LL Cool J's cousin. So, like, growing up in the music industry, like, I've done, I've been blessed to be all over the music industry. We've done everything from being a rapper to being a road yes. manager. So, it's been fun. Yes. Yeah. I'm going up to New York uh, second week of November to photograph 52 supermodels from around the world. 52 supermodels. Hey, can I okay. join you? Okay, <laughs> I'll, I'll make sure to uh, to take my time from my Pennsylvania spot to my New York spot to spend. Yeah, some time. well, listen to me, Jeff, <laughs> Jeff, and Paz. You are welcome there, but Paz specifically, it because they are supermodels. Is there any way you could bring any hip hop artists that were? bringing it on like making a difference in the world can you do that like let me let me see who's available let me all see. right so ron dice ron dice has a very very big fashion event happening he's he's huge in the market because the the uh supermodels he brings are worldwide they're not in new york they're they're coming from everywhere i'm just telling you That's he's awesome. trust me he's trusting me to make a coffee table book for him and awesome. i'm gonna do a coffee table book for him but what what would it be like for you to bring hip hop artists there, and then mix it up a little bit to make the book better and their lives better? I I I have a couple artists. I'm a I'm I'm gonna actually give a big shout out to one of the managers I deal with, my man Ted City. So I'm gonna reach out to Ted and have him him bring his artists and some of the people he produced. So we're gonna make something happen for you. I got you. Well, no, for for all of us, not just for me. I, yes, I want it for all. all. For us all. For us all. And so, Jeff. Jeff, because you're on the show, you will be an honorary guest, whether you can bring a hip hop artist or not. But let me ask, <laughs> let me ask you, Jeff, was this was this a cool show? Even if it only going to be seen by five people? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't what? know. It, it would be cool if it was only seen by four. <laughs> <laughs> well, the deal is, I've been with uh, Voice America since 2016, and I have to tell you, uh, Jeff Bernard and Robert Chilino, um they they promised me that if you stick with it, just like just like Malcolm Gladwell, you stick with it, tipping point happens. I couldn't have the show if I quit two years ago. I couldn't have the show if I quit last week. But my point is, I get to have the best shows with the best production because I get people like you to understand that amplifying goodness is what it's about. And by the way, Paz and Jeff, you both said it. You both said it during the show. If I could just make a difference, if I can just get up, it's a win. Yeah. Yes. That's what I've learned yeah. along the way, right? As I didn't, I did not, get, I didn't not get to ask you all the questions, but I'm going to ask you a lot of questions quickly through a uh, rapid fire. Here we go. Super all fast. Right. No, no expansion. No expansion. Question answer. Jeff, book that changed your life. Has book that changed science your life. Of getting, science of getting rich. Why? Wallace D. Waddles. A movie that inspires you, Jeff. Purpose of happiness. Nice. That's a uh, pursuit of happiness. I know which one you're talking about. Okay. And pass the secret. It changed my life. You know, that's the third time almost in four weeks. We've had the secret name. So that's a biggie um, song that gets you going, Jeff. Um, well, I like country. So 
No expansion. Just give it. Boom. Right. Shania Twain. I mean, Taylor Swift. Go for it. Say it. Boom. No, I, all I can think of is Dirk Bentley. Good. Pass. My theme song, DJ Cool, I'm the shit. Oh, also, um, was it was it was it a DJ Cool song that everyone knows? Music? Uh, 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 just went blank. Uh, but uh, and I just heard it last night. Clear my throat. Clear my throat. Yeah, let me clear my throat. Let me clear my throat. My theme song, I'm the shit. Uh, so really quickly, every superhero should have a theme song. Right, so everybody should have a theme song that you hear, especially if there's a time when you may be uh nervous or or just not at your best. Right, your your theme song allows you to quickly jump forward. As how do people connect with you? How do people connect with me? You can go to joyfulfunds.com or myhappinessengineer.com, depending on whether you want help for business or you just want for help for personal development or just follow me on social media. I'm the happiness engineer. Look me up. You can find me anywhere. God bless you. All right. That okay, so we got we got smalls. We got Biggie down. We got Biggie. Oh my gosh. Paz, you are Biggie all the way. And Pac here. So last question. The quote you live by, Jeff. If you're already in pain, so why not get a reward from it? And that is Eric Thomas. Really? That's who said it? Yeah, well, well I want I want Jeff to say, I want Jeff to say it like this. You're already in pain, so make the gain by making a difference. Cause that's not gonna be oops. Okay, here we go. Pass. Go ahead. I live by my personal manifesto, which is I love me. I'm worthy. Some people may not like me, but I don't care because the people that matter will be glad that I'm here. Awesome. So Jeff, Paz, I mean, Smalls and Biggie, I love you guys. I'm so glad you are on the show today. This is Ken Rashawn on Amplified Voice America. And if you know someone who's amplifying goodness, please connect them to us. If you're bringing hope to the world, connect with us because we have Dose of Hope for you. We'll see you next week. Thank you very much. Stay Amplified. hope you've enjoyed this week's edition of Amplified. Be sure to join Ken Rashan again next Tuesday morning at 8 a.m. Pacific Time and 11 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Now, go get your message heard.